0: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan today in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Liz Dolan. Hey, Liz, you're in Santa Monica. Santa Monica, Leanne. It's gorgeous out here. Just another perfect day. (laughs) And Julie, you're in Dallas, Texas, and we know you went to the Texas State Fair. We're going to hear about that in a second. That's exciting.
1: It was exciting, Leanne. I'm exhausted. Maybe you can hear it in my voice. I picked something up in the poultry barns at the State Fair of Texas. I'm going to let you know about it.
0: All right. It's Tuesday, October 25th. And, Liz, we do have some breaking Satellite Sisters news. We have a new logo, right?
2: We have a new logo. Sneak peek went out last night. It's all official today. If you're listening to this podcast, you'll see it's the new icon for our podcast. You know, we realized it had been really Kind of 10 years since we had freshened our look. And if you've ever like gotten a haircut or uh, uh, dyed your hair or even, you know, gotten a manicure, you know that freshening your look with a little bit of color and a little bit of effort every once in a while is a good thing. So we wanted something that was uh, very bright and colorful and optimistic. So, uh, because that's what we want the show to be. And so that's what we have now. And, uh, there's no deep, dark, uh, plot behind any of this. Oh, I know no. we've, we've already, we've already the gotten
1: Russians, <laughs> the Russians weren't involved at all. With... No, this is we've not a Dan Brown Russians. novel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> No, we just wanted it to be sort of, as I say, feel bright and colorful and optimistic and positive. But most of all, if you imagine like 10 years ago when we designed our logo, we were designing it to be like a big masthead on a website, you know, because you were looking at it on a computer. Well, people, as you may have noticed, you're not doing that anymore. (laughs) Now you're looking at it on your phone. So we just needed something smaller, brighter, more powerful in the phone environment, and we love the way it looks. We hope you do too.
0: We had many, many choices, and that was the one we all gravitated towards. Uh, I like some space puns. You know, we don't do it often here at Satellite Sisters, but that's it. There's no hidden meaning to the pink circle. We're not hurtling towards the sun like someone suggested. But it's going to look
1: good. Uh, It's going to look good on T-shirts, hats, fluffy bathrobes, none of which we're doing. Oh, are you starting on that? I was going to say, don't promise that unless you're running our merchandising now. No, no. No, I know. And I said, we're not doing it. But, you know. (laughs) I mean, we might someday, but we just, just, it's
2: kind of one day at a time here at Satellite Sisters HQ. All right. So, new logo. Please
0: enjoy, spread it around. Uh, You know, Liz, you did a fine job. You corralled, used all your marketing skills, and you did that. And Julie and I just went, (laughs) looks good. people wonder how we make decisions and that's it looks good thumbs up
1: looks good i, <laughs> as long I, I, enough I to do
2: it. Yeah, I think i sent
1: you a little emoji of like the thumbs up yeah, yeah. that's good <laughs> that was the big conference we had on that mm-hmm. all
0: right we have a full show today um liz gonna tell us how she's doing on her newscation uh here's mm-hmm. a here's a preview not very well uh, uh yeah i think it classifies as epic fail but you know you be the I'm child. not
1: surprised.
0: <laughs> Yesterday I went to a forum for the League of Women Voters. We have so many propositions here in California, two of which are you know, very near and dear to my heart, something I really, really care about, and that's plastic bags in the grocery store. So uh, I really had to search my soul to decide how I'm going to vote on these propositions. I'm going to fill you in. It's kind of a satellite sisters book club here today. Liz, you went to see Maria Semple, uh, who's the author of the best-selling big hit "Where'd You Go, Bernadette." She has a new book out. You went to see her this week, so we're going to hear about that. And then yeah, she- that's great. And then, Julie, you're doing your own one-man Satellite Sisters book club. How do you say the name of that book?
1: Ove. Ove, because I went to see the movie. I wouldn't have known otherwise. It's called A Man Called Ove, okay? I was saying Ove, but it's pronounced Ove in Swedish. But this is our Satellite Sisters Facebook group has taken it upon themselves to form a book club. And this is their first pick, and I want to talk about it.
0: Okay, good. Excellent. And then you're going to tell us how we can avoid sounding old. So that's like, we're looking me. Forward to that. like
1: that's exactly because you haven't, we don't have enough to worry about in terms of the aging process. Now you have to worry about how you sound because if you sound old, you know that's no good. Mm-hmm. So I have some exercises for you, sisters. Liz, you have a sticky situation.
0: You're going to fill us in on, and then we have just an unbelievable satellite sisters of the week. So st- You're going to want to. You're going to want to listen to the whole show, even if you're mm-hmm. tempted to t- turn it off after my fi- fantastic plastic bags discussion. You're going to want to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Julie, w- what happened at the state fair? Like, well, why do okay, you sound that? Well, okay. First bad? of
1: all, let me let me give you the backstory. Is that my son and daughter-in-law wanted to go with it. It was their 10th anniversary. They wanted to go away for the weekend. And they asked if we would babysit the three kids and the pound puppy, Lily, also came for the weekend. We were like, yes, we'd love to do it. You know, I was so happy to do that. But their idea of a weekend, it started on Thursday and didn't conclude until Sunday evening. So that was a full weekend with three kids and the pound puppy here at my house. So you know we, you know, you have to do stuff with kids. That's what uh, that's my big mothering uh, technique. Wouldn't you agree, Lian? Le- you yes. just can't have yes. them um, sit around. Right. So this also this this weekend was the last weekend of the State Fair of of Texas, which is in Dallas on the beautiful fairgrounds in Dallas and. The kids really wanted to go. It's a fun event. It's, and it was a beautiful day. you know. And we had a plan. That's like many l- large events. You cannot be put off by the traffic, by the parking. We learned this from our parents. You just have to have a plan. You have to go early, which we did. The fairgrounds really doesn't open until 11 o'clock. We were there at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> and, Mom, you know, dad, I- Mom and dad
2: would be proud.
1: Yeah, and it—that's the way to go. That's uh, if you're in the sound of my terrible voice. It's because we were there at nine a.m which they let you into the fair grounds of course none of the rides or concessions are open but the animal barns are all open so the kids had a fantastic time they could see you know you know we spent a lot of time in the poultry barn with the, up against the roosters have you ever been like right next to a rooster when they're doing the cockadoodle do thing <laughs> No, it's no, magnificent. No. It really is. It is a wonder. It is a wonder to to see that. So you know, we did, we did, we did chickens. We did the cows. We did the pigs. We did the horses. They had a petting area. You know, so we did quite a bit um, of that. You know, and then we had we managed to do a few rides. We ate the big um, the big uh, uh, winner this year was fried jello. That's what the one at the State Fair of Texas, and think about that. I mean, it it was amazing because it was a fried ball, and inside the fried ball was still gelatinous Jello. So yeah, that's amazing. That's just as a cooking technique. I I would give it. uh, I gave it, you know, three stars. But again, it was fried Jello, so that you you can imagine what that tastes like, right? Like fried Jello. So, but. The highlight for me certainly but I I in a, I can't explain why was the Taylor Swift experience okay this they had, and there was a free exhibit they these at the fairgrounds in state uh, in uh Dallas they have these beautiful art deco buildings and the, the at the center of the fairground is something called the Hall of State and it's the Hall of State of Texas, and so you can imagine it's huge and it's magnificent, and it's got murals and marble and medallions. I mean, it is a beautiful, beautiful building from an architectural point of view. And in the in the Hall of State was was the Taylor Swift experience. So of course, nine year old really. Dad was- yes so this, is she even from liz. texas exactly liz that was my first question to the member of the dallas historic society who was acting they were acting as docents in the hall of state Is i was like is taylor swift from texas said, like, oh no 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 she's not no not one bit uh and i said so why why are you having why why is taylor swift here they're like well you know, they she's doing some concerts in in Texas, so they thought that would be good. They and they thought it would be popular. I mean, here's the I here's what I think it happened is um, that nobody goes in this beautiful building, um, you know, because it's you know it's just you go in to see the architecture, but the crowds are not doing that. So they were trying to figure out some blockbuster attraction to put in the Hall of State so people would actually go in this beautiful building. And they came up with the idea of the Taylor Swift experience.
2: Which I think it's an excellent idea. It's very appealing.
1: It's of very appealing. Yes. And so, and we loved it because... You know, it's Taylor Swift, right. and they had a lot of the outfits that she's worn at the Grammys and on her 1989 tour and on her Red Tour. They had her baby clothes, which was kind of cute. They had, uh, like, some of her awards, like her MTV Award and American Music Award, and – uh you know uh and so uh, and they had some of the music that she's written you know some of the the sheets of paper where she's re- wrote out the lyrics to uh, various songs so all in all a very pleasant exhibit that Alice enjoyed very much and it seems to have been doing doing really quite you know exactly what they needed it to do to draw more <laughs> people into This uh, gorgeous building. But here's the good news for everybody else. The Taylor Swift experience is now moving to New York City. So, yes, yes, indeed. Apparently, there's a Grammy Museum uh, in the Seaport area uh, in New York City. I don't know anything about the museum but th- that's where the Taylor Swift experience is going. So, so oh, well, that sounds fun. And well, so, there's
2: a Grammy museum here in LA, too. I didn't realize there were multiple Grammy museums, but sure, why not? Maybe it will come to LA. That maybe it will fun. come to
1: you. So, you too can participate in the Taylor Swift experience. But I think they just found a winning combination. I don't know what they're going to do next year, uh, but uh, we saw it. We were happy. And other than a little, poultry th- throat um i think all in all it was a good day at the fair what how do you know tenth? it's really the chickens yes yeah. i inhaled something i when we went in that barn I, I i i was i had my mouth open i think in awe of the roosters because they were all i mean they had probably Thirty different roosters. These are prize-winning roosters, Liz. You know, and they and they had contests. They were met. You know, they were they were, the eggs were not the roosters' eggs, but obviously the hens. They had ducks. They had all kinds of animals that kids have raised uh, that were being judged um, in the barns. So, so it's it's a it's an exciting time at the fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it was the tenth anniversary of her first album release yesterday. So maybe it's oh. all time to celebrate the tenth anniversary of her. Self-titled debut album, Taylor Swift. That's what okay. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that her music company stepped in. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the magic of the Texas
1: State Fair and Taylor
0: Swift <laughs> meant to be together.
1: Well, she was also headlining at the uh, Grand Prix race in oh, Austin, that's right. Texas.
0: That's right. Yes. Oh, yes, right.
1: yes. Because, again, it's the Taylor Swift experience. It is. It's a uh, whole experience. Uh, well, the Grand the Grand Prix organizers realized they need younger people to come watch Grand Prix racing. And guess who's going to do that for them? Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what the Dallas Historic Society, they need more people to go in this beautiful Hall of State building, get Taylor Swift. So if you you need a crowd... Get Taylor Swift. (laughs) Julie, nice segue, though. Cars.
0: I was at a car design show this weekend. Uh, As you know, I married into a car family. Not that they're race car drivers or anything or even that we have really fancy cars. They just enjoy cars. So my son, Brooks, my older son, is a photography student at Art Center College of Design here in Southern California. And it's a leading car design Uh, art school, probably the leading car design art school in the world. And um, so a lot of the work they do there revolves around car design. And Brooks is a photography student there who's particularly interested in car photography. So that's why he went. So uh, they have a car show as a fundraiser for the school once a year. And they get great cars and manufacturers show up. They had a zillion Alfa Romeos and a whole bunch of Porsches and things like this. And they just put it on the lawn of the school. But it's fun because it's very design oriented as opposed to like car guy oriented. So they always pick interesting, interesting things. And so as part of it, Brooks was doing a, a, an assignment. He's actually taking a car photography class this year, uh, this term from a car photographer he really admires. So as part of the assignment, they were shooting in the big studio at art center, um, a 1932 Packard that had belonged to Clark Gable and then they were uh, shooting a DeLorean. So they were show, kind of showing people how a car shoot goes. So long story short, um, he said, yeah, why don't you come up and come see me in the studio? He invited us. I would just like that. Well, to that's go nice, leigh <laughs> Yeah. That's,
1: that's, yeah. That's, that's good to get the green light yeah. from,
0: yeah. from, and, and from he, your son. And he had a couple of um, shots from last year picked for the student gallery, which is a big deal. And I hadn't seen them hanging on the wall yet. So I wanted to go up and see them. And. So we went, and I went into the studio, and I just could not help myself, okay? It's uh, just the car uh, photographer who's a guy, like, in his late 40s, working, you know, very successful car photographer is the instructor, the four guys who are in the class, and then, you know, a security guard and my husband, someone else's dad, and me. And the car photographer came over and said, Hey, I'm Chris, I'm the instructor. And I said, Oh, I'm Lee, and I'm Brooks' mom. And then I said it. I said... He's really enjoying your class. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: And Rex just went, Is that not
1: good to say? Is it's that Don't, like that's so embarrassing, Leanne. Oh. He, he looks at me oh. and goes, Mom.
0: And then all the other kids just laughed. Cause, you know, he's 21 now, Liz. Like he's a grown man. Oh. Okay. It's not a 12 year old parent teacher conference. He's really <laughs> enjoying your class. Are you kidding me? Why did I say okay. that? What uh. I just what is wrong with me? What's wrong with us? Why do mothers say things like that? Like it just couldn't We just it. can't,
1: we can't help ourselves, Leigh. you know, you're just programmed that way. You know? know, we just, that's we. It doesn't matter how old, how old they are, right? it just, and the
0: whole, like the collective laughter, like at me, in my face from all the other guys in the class. I was like, Okay, I think I'll go now. It was great, great meeting hi. you, Chris, the instructor. He 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 said he came by last night. He was laughing. He said you couldn't have just left it at hi, I'm Leon.
1: No, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't leave it at that. Yeah, you didn't even need to identify yourself as, as Brooks's mother. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've been introduced by my son. Just like this is Julie. They, they, <laughs> where where they they have not. They have not acknowledged. That not, hinted, have any, not hinted at any deeper yeah, connection. There's any biological connection between the two of us. Right. <laughs> Just, this is Julie. Yeah. Uh, oh,
2: well, I saw your pictures, Leon, on Instagram or Twitter or something. It looked beautiful. Yeah, so, it was fun
0: to see. It was fun to see him at work. It was cool. You know, he and he's learning a lot from this guy. I mean, he's been there. He's essentially a junior. They kind of do the terms differently there. But he said every single time I go to class, I learn like 15 different things from this guy. So it's great. It's great to see him so happy. He is really enjoying the class, Liz.
2: He is. <laughs> He's going to be glad that you're talking about him on the podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Julie, you had a big weekend at the Texas State Fair. Leon, our show uh, at Art Center. all That also sounds good. I have to confess that I. You know, I was trying to take your advice, Julie, about going on a newscation. Yes. It's the, you know, there's just so much election news. But this weekend, especially on Sunday, I fell off the wagon hard, like like, <laughs> wow. so hard. It hurt. I don't know what came over me on Sunday. I just couldn't I couldn't hold back anymore. So I watched um, John Dickerson in Face the Nation. Uh, then I watched Chuck Todd in um, Meet the Press and uh, George Stephanopoulos in uh, This Week. Then Jake Tapper in State of the Union. Like, and this was back to back to back to back. And as you know, if you watch these Sunday morning political shows, it's all the same people. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, saying you're, all the same things. Yeah. You're just gonna see Kellyanne Conway again, <laughs> and you're just gonna see Tim Kaine again, and they're all saying the same things and they're slightly different panels. And but I, uh, I just, I, I could not stop. And you know, for this, I blame Roku, because now that I have a Roku TV where everything is on demand, it meant that like back in the day, say, the 2008 election. All these shows are on at the same time, so unless you were really recording all of them, which you would never do, even I would never do that, you couldn't watch them all. But now because I can watch Face the Nation and then think, oh, the NBC News app, they probably have Meet the Press up by now. So I could just get sucked in more and more, and I don't even want to talk about the podcast that I'm also Jeez, listening to geez. whenever I manage to get up off the couch and take Ferris out for a walk <laughs> it is uh you know everything from keeping it 1600 which is pretty fun Uh, to the, like the really nerdy one. Like there's one called the weeds where they really just get in the weeds. Uh, the Slate's political gap. It's just, I'm, I'm out of control. So I was feeling a little bit. Um, (laughs) yes, you are Liz. I was wondering going
1: to recovery after. After
0: this. I was wondering how you watched all of those together, because I'm now double-dipping where I tape CBS in the morning, and but I watch GMA live, and then I go back and watch the tape CBS. I watch yeah. GMA for the first 10 minutes, and then, then when they start talking about Dancing with the Stars, I switch over to um, – <laughs> To get, which is ten minutes in now. It used to at least be twenty minutes in, but now it's ten minutes in.
2: So. <laughs> Enough with all this news, schmooze.
0: Yeah, but I can't. I was I was amazed that you could actually consume all of those. I was like, wow, she really has her DVR fired up and ready to go, huh?
2: No, okay, it's, no, okay, no Roku. It's Ro- it's Roku or any just all the on demand functions. So I was very happy to uh, to wake up. Um, The other day and see that I had an email, another podcast I occasionally listen to is called 10% Happier. I don't know if you've ever listened to that. But it is, um, it was based on the book. Uh, by ABC News anchor Dan Harris. Yeah, I, I have the book. The him. book is yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So and the I book is pretty good.
2: Husband. Dan Harris yeah. had a panic attack yeah. on the air. And then so it's all about, you know, it's kind of about meditation and stuff. Anyway, so there's a podcast and there's an app and there's a – anyway, so the I got an email from them. They sent me um, an article the Washington Post had written about it that said, did the debate stress you out there's now an app with, quote, emergency election stress meditations. So here's what they've done at uh, 10% Happier. Um, Obviously, I'm not the only person experiencing a little election stress. In fact, more than half of American adults have said that the election is negatively impacting their work, their relationships, and their health. And they're There is a very high level of stress eating going on, which you may or may not be experiencing uh, me, uh, as well as other vices that are (laughs) even more serious. Yeah. So they just decided they were going to specifically address this. So I will post this. on the website. It will be in our show notes for this week's show. So if you click on it, it's Meditations for Election 2016. And uh, there's one called that's specifically just for exposure to media.
1: So yeah. it,
2: that would be you, Liz. That would be you. Yeah, it talks you off the ledge, Julie. if it, Sharon Salzberg is a meditation teacher and she's the one that does it. And it's like, okay, you just heard something that triggered you a little. Now, just examine the feelings that are flooding your body. It's sort of hilarious, but I'm sure if you were a trained meditator, it would be helpful, which I am not. But I'm I'm going to try. So there's exposure to media. There's another one that's called emotions are always changing, which I would say I would call it polls are always changing. <laughs> we're. <laughs> where, where where do you think Liz, Liz Liz? Okay, back down, back down. Okay, we'll do Julie, then. you're right. Yeah. I should go to the one taught by Joanna Harper. That's just called "What Really Matters." And oh, you, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Re- you you really don't need to see everything five, six times in a day. So anyway, I, I passed this along.
1: <laughs> no, you don't Liz. But oh, that's, no, That's a good learning for you, Liz. That's
2: it a is good, good learning. learning. Of course, it, it's exacerbated by the fact that I don't go to an office anymore. Right. So I can literally turn on my TV and go <gasps> down this rabbit hole. Whoa. Well, you know, Liz. all day, every day, if I want to. So I haven't done that, Julie, during the week. I would say I am overindulging in the podcasts because I'm out and about having my life, but not watching a lot of TV, but I
1: did. You're still consuming it, Liz. You see that, don't you? I see see that. I see that. And I think we need to do an intervention. Yeah. yeah. Well, I invited Lee
2: to one of the things, (laughs) one of my overindulgences this week is uh, the guys that do the podcast, uh, keeping it 1600. We're doing a live show here Thursday night, Julie. And guess who got tickets? <laughs> <Save> I <it>. did. <laughs> sold out show, but I'm going to be there. Leon couldn't make it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to
0: see my friends. Oh. oh you okay. remember
2: them, right, Liz? Your friends? <laughs> you might want I'll to in touch with, with them. them. After the election, I'll be getting back in touch with my friends. But I'm so I'm taking our former executive producer. Corny Cole is coming with me to the keeping it 1600 live show. Anyway, I just thought I should confess like newscation fail. Total fail. I I, like really F F minus. I don't I don't know how I could be doing any worse. But so thank you to the people at uh, 10 percent happier. I'm going to give this a go.
0: Liz, basically you're powerless. Is that it? Do you have to admit you're powerless to the news media? There you go. <laughs> you got to do it, Liz. That's the first step oh, yeah. is admitting that you're powerless. And then okay. you can start to recover. So All right. but what if
2: you don't want to recover, Leah, until
1: <laughs> November
2: 9th? I can start to recover. <laughs> Early can...
1: vote, Liz. Just do it. Just okay. get it over with. Okay. Really? Yeah,
2: that's it's not rock bottom. Me, Julie. I'm not worried about how I'm voting. That is not the problem. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, Liz. Okay. Okay.
2: Julie.
0: Whew, oh, Julie, back off, yeah, back off. Okay. She's not ready I'm, yet. She's not ready to admit that. Okay, yeah, okay, she's not ready. And thanks, Satellite Sisterhood, for supporting the people that support us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back. I'm Leanne here with Liz and Julie. Coming up, we have uh, some book talk, some book talk. But first, just a little more election talk. Okay, Liz, you're a California voter. Uh, We have 17 propositions we're voting on this year. It's
2: insane. It's insane.
0: And sometimes when you get the voter catalog, don't you think, what does the legislature do?
1: Like if we're... Nothing. Nothing. That's why you have so many propositions because you have, I guess, yeah. Yeah they're not, they're not able to get anything passed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or we have a system where like, uh, just, it doesn't, there's so many people in California, if you just need 800,000 signatures for like anything, you can get it on the ballot. But yes. you know, some of them are very important. We are voting for instance, we have two propositions about the death penalty. One is to repeal the death penalty, and another one is to reform the death penalty. So they're kind of in contradiction to each other. We have one about legalizing marijuana, which is a big deal that the whole country is watching because even though other states have legalized marijuana, we're California, and we're 37 million people, so it's a big deal. So you have to take – and then in between, there are all these other propositions that you can't make high – you know, heads or tails of the language is so convoluted. So, yesterday, a friend of mine had someone over from the League of Women Voters to explain the proposition. She just invited 25 people. She said, We're going to have a rep here from the League of Women Voters come for coffee. She's going to go down the list of some of the most confusing. And so, in between all these serious ones, we have two propositions on the ballot about plastic bags. Okay, now,
1: <laughs> a year which ago- Which is serious, which is serious too, right? Yeah, Down well, to the nitty and the gritty.
2: Yes,
0: so a year ago, the state of California banned the sale of plastic bags. Like you could no longer, as a grocery store, a uh, CVS, a Target, give out plastic bags. Banned. Over 150 cities have banned plastic bags. And now, last year, the state of California banned it. Well, right away, some folks who make plastic bags got together- got 800,000 signatures, and now we have two ballot measures there. One is to uphold the law that they put in place last week, last year, and another is to reform the law. So again, they're sort of competing ballot measures. Okay, now I represent a very small constituency in this battle, and that's the people who can't stand the fact that they've gotten rid of plastic bags because it <laughs> makes the grocery line so much longer. Yeah. I know yes. that they're better for the environment, I guess, but I know that my personal environment really takes a downturn when I have to stand in line and watch the grocery store baggers try to unravel your mess of bring your own bags and they're different sizes and now getting through the line takes forever and they used to give you like a million plastic bags and now they try to shove all your groceries, including the meat products into a single bag. I just can't stand it. I cannot stand
2: it. I think when you say forever, Liam, that's a little strong. Getting through the line doesn't really take forever, but Liz, I, I, I will grant you that it might take a teensy-weensy
0: bit longer. It's not a teensy-weensy bit, Liz. If you take the plastic bags plus the new chip reader card, come on, that's forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. you People add those that to yet. That you yeah, had those that two time sucks. Yeah, it slows things down a lot, Liz. Okay, so as they were going over the, going over like who's for it and who's against it, I realized something. I was like, I'm gonna have to dig deep on this one because the people for the ban on plastic bags—it's like our governor, it's like every environmental group in the state, pediatricians, like every scientist in the state. And then just the people against the ban on plastic bags—it's like me and four plastic bag manufacturers. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was thinking like politics
1: makes very strange bedfellows, <laughs> yeah. You've heard that ex- expression before, yeah.
0: But I was like, is this how I want to be remembered? Like when Michelle Obama gives my eulogy, is she going to say, "Leon fought for plastic bags"? Like this is it? This is the only place where I'm taking You're- a strong stand. <laughs>
1: Never going to get that White House invitation. Yeah,
0: I know. I was like, do I really want to go down as being the one who fought hard for plastic bags? Like, there must be more to my legacy than that.
2: Yes. So, you don't want to be a single issue person and have that be your single that's issue. That's
0: the issue. It just seems wrong. And so I, I think I can announce here on the podcast that I am going to vote to uphold the ban on plastic bags, even even though personally it pains me. It pains me. <laughs> I will do what I think is right. And I will not join the side the side of me and four plastic bag manufacturers. <laughs> it was very telling when they said, who's given money for this amendment and who hasn't or this proposition? You know, you're like, oh, OK, right. I know how to vote now. Yes or no, based yes. on sort of who's given the money. And you can see it's over really- here.
2: You have the manufacturers over here. You have your Sierra Club, yes. your environmental yeah. defense fund. Yeah. OK. Yeah, but it was true of almost every proposition, and that's what they said, the
0: League of Women Voters. They said our motto is always follow the money, you know, with these propositions, because some of them are just really self-serving. And because California is such a huge state, and as goes California, so goes the nation on some of these things, people invest a lot of money to win stuff here. So that's it, people. I am – I am taking a big hit, I think. I will stand in grocery lines longer. I will suffer through the poor bagging I've been subjected to for two There's or no three
1: years. You're going to need some meditation podcast no, as well.
0: I'm going to do it, though. I'm going to do it for the good of the environment.
1: I'm going to do it for the good
0: of the environment. <laughs>
1: That's good. You made yourself like twenty-five percent unhappy five You're really gonna need to boost your happiness factor. <laughs> all right. Julie, are you on right.
2: mic? You sound a little off mic. Yeah, all of a sudden your sound went crazy, Julie. Just talk okay.
1: Is this better? Oh, that's yes. much better. Okay. I'll Carry it. on. Carry on. <laughs> okay. poultry. just it's the poultry poultry flu in my in... <laughs> All right. Well, um
2: Now I would like to prove to you that I am, in fact, occasionally leaving the house, uh, (laughs) despite what I confess to you about my (laughs) about my newscation fail. Last night, I went to a book reading slash interview uh, hosted by Live Talks LA, which does great talks all over town with all kinds of people. But I saw that the, uh, the featured author was Maria Semple talking about her new book which is titled Today Will Be Different. And many of you, I posted this, you know, on my Facebook page last night. Many of you have read Where'd You Go, Bernadette. I know we we recommended Where'd You Go, Bernadette mm-hmm. on Satellite Sisters when that first came out. And uh, so uh, I bought tickets, went to this. It was fantastic. The uh, Maria Simple is just like so fresh and so funny and lively. And she was being interviewed by... Gigi Levanji, who is also a novelist. She's written books like Maneater and The Starter Wife. She has, she's on quite a roll of having her books made into TV shows or TV movies. And, Lee and you and Gigi kind of run in the same circles occasionally, right? Unbelievably, yes,
0: Liz, even though she's, <laughs> yeah, she looks like a supermodel. But we have been on panels together at the L.A. Times Festival of Books and been at other social events. And we, we do communicate. Yeah, I like her very much. She's very, very funny. Super so, funny. Yeah. So,
2: so it was a great combo, and it was in an art gallery in Santa Monica, so, so that was kind of nice. So I have not started reading the book yet, so I cannot review the book, but I'm going to review the conversation. There were three things in it that I thought were particularly fun and interesting to think about. The first is that in this book, Today Will Be Different, um, Maria has written what she called a sibling love story. It's the first time she's written about sisters. And uh, so the book is about the flood sisters. They're named Ivy and Eleanor. And uh, she said she, the reason she Gigi asked her about this, like all of a sudden your main character has like people around them. You haven't done that before. And she said she doesn't do that. Like she's never given any of her um, characters parents because it's just easier. She said you want your main, you want you want your main character to just be totally isolated. Uh, But she decided this time she uh, would write a book where it's about the two sisters. And she, uh, because she's been thinking a lot about adult siblings. And particularly she said she has what she described as brother and sister entanglements. (laughs) So, okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, So that sounds really fun. I know I'll enjoy a sister story. Then Gigi also asked her, Point number two, she said, "You know your protagonists in your book never have any friends. What's up with that? You don't? They have few or no friends. You know Bernadette, uh, Eleanor. Like, why do you do that to your characters?" And Leanne, I thought you as a novelist would find this interesting. She she said, "I want my protagonist to feel so trapped right from the beginning of the book that she will start to make." crazy decisions. <laughs> and that's what sets all of the action in motion. And as you know, if you have friends, you know, you start to go a little crazy and then you talk to your friends and they help you figure out like not to do the crazy thing. So it was funny. It made me think a lot about, you know, you're the best a celebration of friendship, how much we believe in just the value of friends in your life to sort of be the sounding board for your craziest or worst ideas. And, uh, Maria was sort of acknowledging that and saying, that's exactly why she doesn't give her characters any friends because, <laughs> <laughs> because if she, uh, if they had friends, they wouldn't do the crazy things she needs them to do to advance the plot of the story. So I thought that was very interesting. And then, the third thing that um, that struck me and again sort of relates to me and my failed newscation, uh, they talked about social media. And as a writer, Leon, you know this, what uh, when you sort of have to get yourself alone to actually write a novel, what's your like number one go to when <laughs> you're not concentrating? Yeah. It's social media. It's Twitter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's really hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard, I think, in a lot of work environments, but you're really alone and you need that focus. It's the easiest thing just to, you can pretend you're working. That's the thing with social media. If you're a writer, like, oh, I'm building my audience. I'm doing this. It has the veneer of work, but it's not work.
2: Yes. Well, she had a very, um, I thought, astute observation about social media that actually applies to all of us, not just a novelist alone in a room. She said that the problem she has with social media is that it's a drug of being on an approval cycle. You know, it just speeds up the normal approval cycle so that you you post something out there and then 10 minutes later, you're checking and see if it's liked or if anyone shared it. And she said, it just gets you into this, you know, the speed cycle of getting uh, positive reinforcement, which she believes is just the opposite of being a novelist, where you literally have to work for something Work on something for two years and get no feedback at all. You need to just be the kind of person that can just move forward with no positive reinforcement of what you're doing at all because that's how novels actually get written. And that we, she felt like she, as a writer, needed to renounce the immediate gratification of social media. But I think it's probably true of most of us. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's the way
1: I feel. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that when you, I mean, anything, like when we put the podcast up, we love to hear, we love to hear people that are, that they enjoy it. We like to hear their reactions. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, So, but a podcast is more
2: of an immediate gratification kind of thing anyway, whereas the creation of a novel, not so much. So, all of that. All of that was interesting. It was really fun to hear them talk. Oh, and Julie, you may be interested to know that a big part of the novel, allegedly, it's set in sort of in New Orleans, but she said like, Old world New Orleans, like ah. the part of New Orleans you would only know if you lived there for a while and got involved in the society there. So I know you did, and you have always. Well,
1: I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I not I'll so much gonna... high society, but you know, right. you've always
2: observed that it's like a culture totally unto itself.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh well, this. So the name of the book again, Liz, is what? Today will be different, and okay. she told the story of why it is because. That's what she says to herself every single morning of her life. (laughs) And she said, and if you're wondering, am I Bernadette or am I Eleanor? Yes, I'll just confess. Yes. She said, all these books are about me. Yes, I am Bernadette. (laughs) There. I said it <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll read it. I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but it's out now. So uh, we Maria Semple and Gigi, both are like true satellite sisters.
1: All right. That sounds good. Well, we are talking about books. I want to just uh, give a big shout out to our Facebook group uh, that has organized their own book club. I've, you know, we've seen, you've seen this at the satellite sisters group. There is a book club they have their first pick. It's called A Man Called Ove, and they would like everyone to read it by November 11th. So, sisters, have you started on it? Are you going to read it? No.
0: I, I, I may I, read it. It's nothing personal. I'm trying to finish my book.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not so doing... is
1: out. Yeah, okay. I'm out. Liz, I can't promise. Liz, I can't promise.
2: Gonna, but I I joined a new book club myself, and so my new book club, the first meeting is next week is reading the Liar's Club which I've never read so which I've never bought actually. So so I, I have to go buy the Liars Club, read the Liars Club,
1: go to the book club. And then after that, I will get on board with Ove. I th- I think you can do that because there's, a, there's enough time. It's not that long of a book. Uh, several people have already posted at our Facebook group that they really enjoy it. Now, Jane wrote and she said she put it down after 50 pages. So, Jane, I want to tell you, pick it up, pick it up and read it again. I have read the book. It was my Book club here in Dallas. We had this as a pick a couple of a couple of months back. It's it's sort of a slow build, but um, as Kara who posted on the Facebook group said, it brought the end brought tears to her eyes when she finished it. And a big shout out to Carrie, who seems to be the organizer. And I don't know how they picked the book, but I think it's a good one, and they're gonna be looking for people's comments. On the book now, the thing about it it's also available many people have uh, just downloaded it from audible books and uh, they're enjoying listening to the book so Liz, oh. instead of some of those political podcasts, oh. maybe you could just listen to it okay and I want to know if you've listened to it because it's set in Sweden uh, if they use Swedish accents it went during the <laughs> audible I don't know I don't know but here's the other part of it is that this past week, my book club went to see the movie there is a movie out now called a man called ove and it is it again it's very true to the book so that that will make you happy it's in swedish with english subtitles just super it's a very tender movie appealing performances and by the end of the movie all five members of the fitzwilliam literary society we were all crying so it is <laughs> it is predictable it is and the movie is is leisurely in its pace but i would say read the book and go see the movie be- before it becomes so popular that you're going to be disappointed in reading the book or seeing the movie because this <laughs> this book is gain you know what i mean it's one of yeah. these books that is picking up steam word of mouth and people are recommending it but it might you know the hype might get too big for it it's just it's it's a very tender story. It's about life. It's about loss. It's about forgiveness and about community. Uh, all set in Sweden. So uh, I enjoyed it. And I, I think the Satellite Sisterhood will will enjoy it as well.
0: Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because, because
1: there are just so many fun things to frame,
0: Leon, aren't there? Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox.
2: Okay. Excellent okay.
0: Work, Julie. Good. Two good book reports there. There you All go. Right. Book recommendations here at Satellite Sisters. All right, coming up, Liz. You have a, a sticky situation that we need to. So sticky, leanne This could be the stickiest ever. And then a really wonderful satellite sisters of the week, Julie. You're also going to give us some tips on how to not sound so old, which would be great. That would, because I feel like that's one thing you could um you could actually achieve. You know, some some parts of the aging process you can't really stop.
1: Yeah, forget it. Your (laughs) neck, it's not happening. But your voice, you can do it, Leanne.
0: All right. But first, we have another story from Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Listen up. We're the satellite sisters.
2: Hello, Satellite Sisters. This is Liz. I'm here with Leanne. And as you know, all this month, we've been fundraising for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Thanks so much for the donations you've already made and the messages of support you have sent.
0: This is our final week. We're just doing this in October, so we'd love a big finish. Satellite Sisters is proud to be the first podcast that Children's Miracle Network Hospitals has partnered with on this special fundraising program.
2: So as our grand finale, of course, today, we want to tell you a story about sisters. They are Caitlin and Brooke Rosenberg. When Caitlin was two, she was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia, a really tough diagnosis.
0: Little Brooke began her chemo,
2: but her team at Children's
0: National in Washington, D.C. knew that her best chances would be to come from a bone marrow transplant. Luckily, the bone marrow team determined that her sister Caitlin was a perfect match.
2: A perfect match. How amazing. And on the day of the transplant, Brooke and Caitlin's mother said that it was really a magical moment for her to watch a bag full of life-saving marrow from Caitlin drain into Brooke's body, literally saving her life. You'll be happy to know that Brooke is thriving now, according to her mother, both playing with and fighting with her sister, which is always a
0: good sign. It's it's really a lifetime of playing and fighting. So congratulations, (laughs) Brooke and Caitlin. At Children's National and all of the local children's hospitals around the country that are part of the Children's Miracle Network hospitals, these kinds of miracles happen every day.
2: To support their work, go to cmnh.co forward slash sisters. That's C-M-N-H, as in Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, dot co.com slash sisters. We are so grateful for your donations all month.
0: That's right. Big finish, Satellite Sisterhood. Thank you so much for putting your money where the miracles are. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It is Tuesday, October 25th. I don't think I said the date at the beginning of the show. <laughs> So um, it could be too late now. Maybe when you're listening, it's Wednesday the 26th. I don't know. (laughs) Or next year. (laughs) All right. In which Um, case, you will survive the election. So congratulations. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Julie, you want to give us some tips on uh, preventing an old voice? I would like to learn.
1: I mean, this as if we didn't have enough to worry about in the aging process. Here's the latest. That people now like when you get older your voice gets softer and it gets strat, scratchier so that's bad i mean and and, and if you're trying to pro- project a young vigorous image like this old voice is going to give it away and the reason that happens is well you're just getting older you know that as you get older the mucous membranes on your vocal cords they get thinner uh, and then your vocal cords—they lose muscle tone. You know, you're mu- losing muscle tone everywhere else. So guess what? You're also losing muscle tone on your vocal cords. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that, you know, also you're the—you have a reduced function of your mucus glands. Essentially, you're drying up. So guess what? You're drying up in your throat as well. It's all—it's all bad. So you. Have, wow. Okay. I know. I know. So it's so what's it's, the remedy? Okay. Well, first you could you, you can go to a doctor and they can inject your um, vocal cords with fillers. Okay, so so oh, yeah. uh, like Juvederm or Restylane, they can give you some shots to like perk up your vocal cords. So you're you're perking up other parts of your body. You can do that with uh, with your throat. But w- one of the best things you can do is you know without going to a speech therapist is that you can practice. You can give your voice a workout. Okay. So first of all, you know, there are four easy steps. Okay. I want the sisters, I want you to play along here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. first of all, breathe fr- low in the abdomen, not from your throat. Okay. And as you breathe, let's hear a nice strong, ah, sound. Go ahead. Ah. Okay. Then- <laughs> that sounds so good. You repeat this. And that you want to work on the power of your ah. Okay. So breathe, and now let's hear a big, powerful ah. 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 Okay, Leanne, <laughs> you're getting ahead because now we're going to do high and low, high and low. Okay. okay. Uh, Ah, ah, like that? Okay, uh, Okay, that's (laughs) what you need to do. Okay, so you need to do this like every day. Okay, then Uh, here's uh, another one that you can uh, do all the time. You create 10 or so phrases that you typically use when you're speaking. Okay, such as not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. Okay, so there's a phrase that we use all the time. So you practice saying that in a slightly higher pitch than you normally would. Go ahead, try that.
2: We're back. Not, not the every conversation we'll change your life, but any conversation can. That
1: sounds dorky. Why am I doing that? Why, why, what's the point of that? Now you're going to try in a lower pitch. You you're exercising your vocal cords oh, if you're only oh, using the one in the middle. Oh, and okay, losing your range. Okay, We're We're so not, go every,
2: ahead. not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation We're back. can. We're
0: the satellite is We're, We're the satellite <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay. And then you have to try, whenever possible, to speak in a strong, energetic voice for fifty seconds. Now we're not going to do that today. To no. just see if you can, if you, you, as if you were having a conversation in a in a noisy restaurant. You know how when you have when you have to really talk loudly. Yes. yes. So, or noisy. if
2: you're next to crowing roosters.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you're next. Yes, so you're trying there. You're trying to build endurance. Okay, so you got to breathe from your diaphragm. You got to practice different ranges. You have to practice saying phrases that you use all the time. Okay, Either good morning or Liz, in your case, uh, change the channel or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it might be. Okay, and then okay. practice projecting your voice because otherwise, it's all going to go away. It's like you're you're working with with a leaky vowel. It there's it is it, you are going to get older and scratchier and weaker if you don't do this.
2: Okay, wow, wow. warming me out. So I'm glad I live alone. If I'm going to be doing a lot of loud talking to myself, I think that's I can pull that off here.
0: <laughs> Not with your downstairs neighbor. You can't. She'll call and complain.
2: Okay, all right. Speaking of which, can we go to my sticky situation? Oh. Yes. This situation is the definition of awkward. And I want to know what you guys would have done if you were me. So last week I went out for a little while. I came back and there was a note by my front door addressed to me. I walk inside, I open it up and it's a card that says thinking of you on the front. So clearly a condolence card of some kind. Mm -hmm. So, I'm my interest is piqued because I don't know what would have prompted this. And I open it and it says, Liz, we will miss your wonderful friend, Ferris. I'm so sorry for your loss. It is the greatest love we share with our furry friends. You're in my thoughts. Oh, that's it, nice. It that's that So nice from one of my downstairs neighbor, not my direct downstairs neighbor, but from someone else who was really nice. Now, what's so awkward about this is. Ferris is still with us. Yes, Ferris (laughs) Ferris is alive. I was about to say he's very much alive, but that would be an overstatement. Ferris is an old man and I know he's close to the end of his life, but Ferris is not dead. And obviously someone told her that. He was. So. So what
1: do you do? This is awkward, right? No, no, it's, well, no, no, it's not because it, it's such a kind thing. Yeah. I mean, you just have to respond to that kindness, Liz. I mean, you just you know, I mean, just go. I mean, yes, they might be a little embarrassed, but they'll be relieved yes. that Ferris I- is alive. Right. So that's that's exactly what
2: I thought, too, Julie. So I thought, well, do I go down there and knock on her door? But I don't want to embarrass her. So I just sent her an email and said, thank you so much for your sweet card. You know, he's ailing, but he's still very much with us. But, you know, your sentiment that, you know, it is the greatest love we share with our furry friends. Like, I, I totally agree with. Thank you so much. And, and. So she immediately responded like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Someone told me, someone in the building told me that that Ferris had died. I'm like, okay, well, he didn't.
0: So, Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. (laughs) The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? Sisters, so you get your free consultation then 50% off at pros.com/sisters. And pros is spelled P R O S E, pros.com/sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Lee here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love OSIA's skin and body care? And you know what? This Mother's Day. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code Sisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea.
1: Was he trending on
0: Twitter? Was he, was he trending on Twitter? Whenever you see somebody, you're like, oh, please. Oh, she's not dead.
2: Yeah. Yes. So what I, I, of course, I wanted to ask her, who told you that? Right. You know, it was just annoying to me people with trafficking and that kind of misinformation. And, but I didn't want to, you know, embarrass her anymore. And also I was pretty, pretty, pretty sure. I knew, <laughs> I knew who, who would have started that rumor, but I couldn't figure out why, why would anyone say that? Well, why? maybe because like, they hadn't seen Ferris around. Right. Yeah. I understand that you might have some suspicion if you hadn't seen him around or, in this case, heard him. So the next day I bumped into the other, <laughs> the alleged perpetrator. Uh, I think in
0: this case a suspected perpetrator. <laughs> yeah, she's, she <laughs> yeah. She's not alleged. She's, no one alleged. She, but you, I'm
2: alleging. Yes. I'm alleging. So and, and, and in this moment I was walking Ferris. So we're having a little chat. And Just then she apologized. Yes, Did she apologize. apologized she said she said, "Oh by the way, I'm the one that had told the other neighbor uh I don't know, I just hadn't heard him at all, so remember she's the one who is obsessively downstairs cataloging every noise I make up here yeah uh, or so wait till you start those voice exercises
1: <laughs> it's gonna be.
2: anyway, so it was just i, I like neighbors, why do you why would you be trafficking? I just, I don't like gossips or people t- like telling stories that they just have no reason to know for sure are true. So whatever. So I was super nice to the neighbor who wrote the card. Of course, Yeah,
1: that was and very I, kind. Yeah, And
2: I tried to be very understanding with my downstairs neighbor, even though it's just to me, I do not understand the motivation for that. <laughs> and she and she said, Oh, well, I just hadn't heard him. And I just said, Mm, he's not exactly jumping up and down the way he used to be (laughs) (laughs) and left it at that anyway it was sticky and it was awkward and I'm still just perplexed but the good news is Ferris is still with us. Yes. Sitting, <laughs> sitting right right at my feet as I tell you this story.
1: And so it's nice you have a very kind neighbor downstairs who was so thoughtful nice. of you. Yeah. So you have two good things. Two yeah. out of 3 ain't bad. Sister.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a little follow up from last week. Um, last week Julie um, told us about her her big Brooklyn, star sighting, and... um, I I don't
1: think I use the adjective big, Liz, uh, uh, leigh but go ahead. All right. Well, you called it a
0: star sighting, so that...
1: (laughs) And you said it was in Brooklyn. Right. All right.
0: Yes. And it turned out that it was Anthony Edwards, um, who, you know, is a fine guy, we're sure. And once I actually did go to a pumpkin carving uh, party with him, I was... (laughs) recalling when I got some heat on really? the Facebook page. Yeah, because again, it's L.A. He used to live here. We have kids around the same age. A friend of mine's kids went to school with his kids. So was like, yeah, I saw him at a pumpkin carving party. So that's not a big sighting, you know? But okay, Julie, we get, people wanted to give you credit. They There yes. was a Twitter photo of, um, of Anthony Edwards and Mariska Hargate together. And they were right. like, well, maybe that's the other person you saw. But no, that wasn't. It was, as you said, an older woman and a younger woman. And that was really the basis of <laughs> that our was three. the exciting okay.
1: part of the story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Remember, I'm, re- still I defending.
0: Have... I'm still defending my observation. Okay. Anthony Edwards, not, not a billable star sighting, a fine man and a good actor, but. Not...
1: Okay. I have, I have three words for you, Liam. Yeah. Goose top gun. <laughs> okay. All
2: right.
1: okay. Okay. I think I'm in Julie's camp.
2: I think he's a legit celebrity, you know, okay. but,
1: but, you know, we, we don't live I, I in your glamorous compete. world. I it. cannot compete with you two. You know, your LA <laughs> right. sisters. You gotta JD. bring it. Yeah. Like a friend of yeah. mine just texted
0: me, said, oh my gosh, Matt Damon parked in front of my house to drop off his kids at school. Now that is a star sight. Okay. <laughs> Jason Bourne parking in front of your house. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Again, Goose. Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We uh. also, we also, we also got, we also got some follow up mail about my story of going to visit um, my parents, our parents' gravesite in Connecticut. That I had been on a mad search to bring, to put, to find some bittersweet, which our mother loved, and to put that at their gravesite because I didn't want to put anything. That would die because now that none of the the Dolan children actually live in Fairfield, I was worried about having a dead plant hanging around at my parents, um, our parents' gravesite. And we got some nice suggestions and some very nice thoughts. But we had a beautiful email came in. And these are our Satellite Sisters of the Week. Elizabeth, Carol, Bacon, And Joyce Flynn. And this is the letter that Elizabeth wrote to Liz, our sister Liz. She said, I met you and your sisters at the book signing in Brooklyn and also grew up in Fairfield, Connecticut. I can't tell you how much I look forward to each podcast and so appreciate your smart, funny, and sometimes irreverent work. As a small token of my appreciation, I asked my mom's dear friend, Joyce Flynn a longtime member of the church that my parents, that we went to, um, who also knew my parents, to do me a huge favor. Apparently, Elizabeth's parents had moved into the city, but she asked uh, Joyce Flynn to do this. First, Joyce foraged for bittersweet. And as it turns out, sisters, bittersweet is considered an invasive plant, and it's illegal to sell it in Connecticut. Did you know that? No No wonder
2: you couldn't find it anywhere.
1: I mean, it is a good thing our mother is dead because (laughs) that would have killed her to know that bittersweet was illegal. She would have had to move out of that state because there was no one that loved bittersweet more than that. She would have put some kind of proposition on the ballot. Yes, yes, she would have. So so Joyce Flynn forged to bittersweet, And then she um, then she went to Hanson's Florist, which is, you know, is a florist that's been around in Fairfield since when we were growing up and put it together with dried eucalyptus and pussy pussy willows. And then she added the bittersweet and she took it to her parents' headstones. (laughs) So she said, Elizabeth ends her note, she says. You know, and having known Mrs. Flynn my entire life, I have no doubt that she said a prayer for them and for your family. Um, I, I just, I am, I was so overwhelmed by this just act of kindness, and it, you know, she sent us a picture of this beautiful arrangement. And that the time that Mrs. Flynn took to go and to find my, our parents' headstone and put this beautiful arrangement. And I know that, you know, the best part of this is that I know how much mom would love it. Right. Mm -hmm. She would love the whole thing that, uh, you know, illegal, bittersweet, we got it. (laughs) Check eucalyptus, pussy willows, check. And that someone just would do such an act of kindness so our satellite sisters of the week are Elizabeth Garrell Bacon, and Joyce Flynn. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. It is
2: an amazing, amazing gesture. And Be I late. would
0: say Mrs. Flynn is hired. I mean, I don't, I don't know what. To do. <laughs> <laughs> Could we get her under contract? There's a good. Yes. Uh, it was just lovely 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 and the pictures were lovely and uh that was really an incredible gesture we were
2: very very touched very touched
1: so touched so overwhelmed by by your kindness so thank you
2: all right uh we're really really off the hook now so
0: that's good (laughs) (laughs) you were always off the hook you made a huge effort (laughs) You know, one time uh, many uh, many years ago when I was in high school, my brother and I were driving down I-95, which is the main highway on the East Coast, right. and we saw my mother's car pulled over on the side of the road. So we thought she must be having car trouble, and we so we got off at the next exit. We circled back pulled over to see if she was okay and needed any help. And my mother was in the center of I-95. She had giant clippers and gloves on, and she was hacking away at bittersweet. So she was not having car trouble. She was just stealing Bitter Street from the the state of Connecticut in the middle of a highway in the pouring rain. So just to let you know how much she loved bittersweet, that was it. So, uh, again, very, very touched. A beautiful... Beautiful sentiment, beautiful act of kindness. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Um, we are going to be doing the pole Dark recap and the Madam Secretary recap, and uh, just look for those. We're gonna we're gonna figure out some new posting situations, but. I promise you they'll be up. Stay tuned to the Facebook page and the website for the latest episodes of those. We want to get them out as fast as we can, so we might start a separate feed for that on the podcast. But we'll keep you updated on that. And then, uh, Liz, you doing anything this week besides um – you know, po- politics and podcasts,
2: <laughs> anything? I am getting out of the house. Yeah. I'm okay. just good place. I like, I will be, I'll be doing something. You know what? It's, it's good that I've gone back to swimming laps because when you're underwater, you can't really watch or listen to anything. And I was tempted the other day to buy one of those waterproof iPods like, and then I didn't. I mean, okay. I thought like, no, there needs to be one place on the planet where I'm not listening
1: to something. Good so, idea, Liz. You can be like Ryan Lochte, just, you know, just <laughs> tuning everything <laughs> just out. Totally out of it. <laughs> totally out of it. That's good. All
0: right, Julie, I hope you recover. You have any any big plans this week?
1: Well, you know, I'm it's all about North Korea this week. I'm going to be uh, speaking at the Mansfield Women's Club next week. Uh the name of my talk is The Trip of a Lifetime. It's about my girlfriend trip to North oh, Korea. Oh, I didn't so. know that. Well, yeah, I'm going back. I'm going to do a, a yes. So, uh so I'm working on it's a, some of the highlights of my trip to North Korea. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. Hey, that's a showstopper. Good topic. Ooh, okay. Sounds fascinating. Fantastic. Great. All right. Well, I'm not doing anything. So. Liam
2: <laughs> speaking about plastic
0: bags later this week.
1: Yeah. Just try no more no more embarrassing situation with your son. That's a goal <laughs> for you, Liam, for the week.
0: All right. We're the satellite sisters. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.